You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Chiefs signed tackle Juwan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million contract. He is 25 years old and spent his first four seasons in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, where he primarily played right tackle. Uh, James Palmer of NFL Network says he believes the Chiefs plan is to move Taylor to left tackle. Nick, what are our thoughts on this? A little bit of a surprise because that was not a name that I think a lot of people had circled, but it's important to note that when we're talking about tackles, unless you're one of the premier players, these guys are not household names to the average fan. So like Juwan Taylor, when I heard the Chiefs handed him an $80 million contract, I thought to myself, wait a minute, have was I supposed to know who this was? And then immediately, <laughs> this is why Twitter's great, because all the people who watch film and are watching the all 22 and they know exactly who's playing well for which team start to say, okay, well, this guy was a right tackle for the Jags for the last four years. He is 25 years old. He is young and he was pretty damn sharp on the right side of that line. But I think the big thing for a lot of fans is you just look at that number. You saw four years for $80 million. So even if you don't know anything about this guy, you see that the chiefs are investing a significant amount of money into this guy who only played right tackle in Jacksonville. Think about it like this, Kayla, four years, $80 million, $62 million guaranteed, or $60 million guaranteed. That would be effectively the second or third biggest contract that Brett Veach has handed out since he's been the GM. Whoa. So Mahomes, obviously half a billion dollars. Right. But that $60 million guaranteed that's about the comfort level that Veach doesn't go beyond. When you look at Chris Jones's contract, when you look at Frank Clark's contract, oh. that seems to be uh, the, the sweet spot for where he's not really comfortable going over. But you heard the names I just mentioned. That is how Taylor just got paid from the Chiefs. It is effectively a three-year deal they can get out after three years. But paying a guy $20 million is nothing to scoff at, especially when you consider that he played almost exclusively at right tackle. So the big question that remains, and we don't have a definitive answer, and we might not until we hear Andy Reid or Brett Veach speak publicly about this signing, is are you bringing this guy to play right tackle, which would make him basically the most expensive right tackle in the NFL, or is this someone you were going to take in much like you did with Orlando Brown Jr. and move from right tackle to left tackle. That's what James Palmer of NFL Network hinted at on Twitter after the signing. But that would be, I mean, it's a risk either way. It's a risk if you keep him at right tackle because at that point you need him to be one of the best right tackles in the NFL. It's also a risk if you're asking him to move positions. I believe he's he played 17 snaps at left tackle. So he doesn't have the experience. This is why these guys get paid the big bucks. But either way, you're either getting a bargain at left tackle, albeit somebody who hasn't played much left tackle, or you're making him the highest paid right tackle in the NFL. Well, Nick, to build on that, from one tackle to another, Aaron Wilson of KPRC in Houston is reporting that the Chiefs are still interested in trading for Laramie Tunsil, even after this Taylor signing. Um, said more than rumors, the two sides have spoken, and he hinted that the Chiefs may not actually plan on moving Taylor to left tackle. Riddle me this. So Laramie Tunsil would be 
a splashy acquisition. If there ever is a splashy signing or a splashy trade on the offensive line, Laramie Tunsil would be that because at his age, you could call him one of the top two left tackle, top, top three left tackles. I mean, you're talking about Trent Williams for San Francisco, David Bakhtiari for Green Bay, and Laramie Tunsil. He's the Texans' best player. He is their only pro bowler. And if that's somebody that they're trading, it's because he probably wants to be the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. You're talking about paying a guy $24, 25000000 million. That would be the ballsiest off-season game plan that Brett Beach <laughs> has ever had as GM. <laughs> we always think about the wide receivers and like tight ends, running backs, like the skill players, the guys who score touchdowns, right. guys who do celebrations. Those are the big acquisitions. Those are the guys that always make our eyes light up. If if the Chiefs went out and paid Juwan Taylor to be the highest paid right tackle, if you trade for Laramie Tunsil, first off, you're probably giving up a first round pick next year. You're probably giving up your 2024 first round pick. And you're going to make him the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. That is signaling to the rest of the NFL, we don't care who Patrick Mahomes is throwing to, but we know you're not going to touch him. At least for the next two years while we pay these guys, you're not laying a finger on Patrick Mahomes. We may not have any Pro Bowl wide receivers out there that he's throwing. <laughs> because if you did that, I'm not sure you can afford <clears throat> Smith-Schuster. No. Yeah. So I think that's, you might be able to find a way to make it work. Veach has done some interesting things. If you paid Juwan Taylor, Laramie Tunsil, and Juju, that is a lot of money that you're handing out in one offseason. Now, the way these contracts are structured, like Juwan Taylor's not making you know, it's a $20 million average over the course of his contract, but this year his cap hit is minimal. They always backload these deals, so you could probably move some money around. I can't imagine the Chiefs would go out, sign Juwan Taylor, trade for Larry Tunsil, and re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster because you're talking about Juju maybe making, you know, $15, $16 million annually, Larry Tunsil making probably around $24, $23, 24000000 million annually. Juwan Taylor's making 20. That's too much money. That's too much money to go around. So the question you have to ask yourself is, do you want to see the Chiefs invest at the skill position or would you be interested in seeing them go all in on the offensive line? <clears throat> that is a tough one. <laughs> Let me just say this. I know you have, I know you have an affinity for Juju. I do. He's my Juju boy. is not a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. Right. You don't he, think? I don't. Here's what I think about Juju. I think he's very, I think he is worth more to the Chiefs than he is to other teams around the league, right? Because he fits a specific role. The Chiefs know how to use him. He takes pressure off Travis Kelsey. Laramie Tunsil is a top three player at his position, and it's a really, really, really important position. There's a reason why Orlando Brown Jr. has been a much-discussed player in Kansas City because he's at left tackle. He is protecting Patrick Mahomes' blindside. Your 50 or your $500 million quarterback. If you went out and got Laramie Tunsil, that's just, okay, never think about it again. Never worry about it again. Never talk about it again. He's that good. So you may not notice it in terms of watching this offense operate differently but it's one of those things you're just never going to have to worry about. 
We're never going to talk about, oh, the offensive line failed the Chiefs. Mahomes was running for his life all day. He had to scramble so much. Because say what you will about Mahomes and his scrambling ability in this offensive line's play. Not that Mahomes has had to miss significant time, but the instances in which he's gotten banged up, whether it was the knee injury, an ankle injury, the head injury against mm -hmm. uh, or the, whatever you want to call it against the Browns in the playoffs a couple of years ago. All of those are when he's scrambling. All of those are when he's trying to evade pressure. If you got Juwan Taylor on the right side and Laramie Tunsil on the left side with Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith, Kayla, that is not one of. That's the best offensive line in football. And I don't know that it matters who you're throwing to if you've got those five guys protecting your quarterback. Okay, Nick, I think you've convinced me. Also, did Juju move to Japan? Is he ever coming back? Yeah, um, what's going on, Juju? We need you back <laughs> stateside so we can figure out what's going to happen here with your contract. But <laughs> He's been over there for a bit. I cannot hear the name Laramie Tunsil without picturing the gas mask bong. It will forever be burned in my memory. That's just always what I think of when I hear that name. And good for him. And good for him for overcoming <laughs> that. I mean, if I would have told you on draft night, hey, this guy, give it give it six or seven years, he's going to be the best player at his position, and he's going to be making $25 million. You would have said, I don't know, man. This guy doesn't seem to be a good decision maker, not someone I'm certainly going to invest in long term. And here he is, humming along, best at what he does. And now all of a sudden, the Texans, who need a lot of help, are probably looking at him and saying, yeah, you're really good, but we got a disaster of a roster over here we got holes to plug and we need to get as much as we can right now. We don't really need a $25 million left tackle when we don't even have a quarterback right now. So I don't know if they'll end up dealing him. And you got to, you got to think too, like this whole report came from a reporter who Aaron Wilson is a credible reporter. He's based out of Houston. And this is why we love this time of year, Kayla, because if you're based out of Houston, you could probably guess what type of people may be feeding him this sort of information? And if I'm the Texans and I've got this really valuable commodity, it might behoove me to have a little bidding <laughs> war going on. I want everyone who might be interested in him because a lot of teams want to have a star left tackle, right? If you're in a position to pay that guy, that's the type of commodity that you want. If I'm the Texans, I want a lot of people to be interested. What better way to do that than act like the defending Super Bowl champs may be discussing a trade for him. So there could be smoke there, or this could be a lot of posturing, which happens all the time. Teams are leaking information. Teams are feeding information just to make other teams think something's going on that might not actually be going on. I can tell you half a dozen guys over the last three years, wide receivers that the Chiefs have been linked to that never ended up signing with them. Because you know the second you link the Chiefs to a player, Everyone else around the league is going to start paying attention. So true. Also, behoove is not used enough in the day-to-day -day language. Conversation. Day-to-day -day conversation. We do need to mix that in a little more often. I agree. Yeah. Well, so yeah, sum up everything you just said. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. And Brett Veach, we trust.